on this episode of the Danny Cola Podcast. I'm looking at these kettlebells and I see steel maces and steel clubs and supplements. I'm like, what? Like, what is this stuff? Like, you know. And then I see, I, I click on videos. Like, what do you do with this? And boom, there's Isik. You know, it's funny uh, when they're first doing the videos. I mean, the videos were pretty raw. I mean, they're still kind of like I think developing the on academy. Yeah. So like, they're taking these videos in different spots and you know. And I'm just like, man, man, like, who's this dude? Like, this ripped, like, tall dude, long hair. Like, dude's like, he's moving it pretty well. Like, he's controlling it and stuff, like, doing these cool moves. So I was like, you know what? Here we go. Today on the podcast, my guest is TJ Lawson. TJ is one of the lead instructors of the Viking Ninja training systems. I've had the privilege of working with TJ at the Viking Ninja White Belt certification courses, and he's just an extremely intelligent guy, and he's got a lot of experience, and in this conversation that we had, we talked a little bit about TJ's career path, how he got to where he got to, how MSP started, how he got involved with Steel Maces and Viking Ninja, talked a little bit about football. It was a fun conversation to have. So everybody, I hope you enjoy the podcast just as much as I enjoyed having the conversation. So without further ado, here's episode 52 of the Danny Cola podcast with my main man, TJ Lawson. Dude, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do this right. And We want high quality. You want high quality. And you know what? You can always get higher, right? You can always get higher quality. You just got to force yourself to learn shit. You got to force yourself to make sure that everything is, you know, you got to adjust. You got to listen to yourself. You got to make sure that you're taking an objective look, right? What product are you putting out there mm-hmm. consistently? What product are you putting out there and reevaluate? Is it on the level of the people that are putting out quality shit, right? Like a Joe Rogan, like a yeah. Jordan Harbinger. You know who Jordan Harbinger is? The guy made the guy was doing podcasting before podcasting was even fucking a thing. Nice. You know? I dig it. And like you want to put out a product like that guy. You want to put out a product that's quality and of value. You can't fucking half ass the shit. And when I listen to some of my shows and like I'm doing all the editing on my own and it's like learning a new language and I'm doing all the sound on my own, a lot of these big podcasts, they have a team of people. Yeah. You know, they're like they have people in the background doing their thing. And uh, they got the supporting. They're promoting and they're putting together this polished product, you know. And I want to try to make that as much like their shows as possible. Like I look at those guys for influence and motivation, and like I copy them. I'm not afraid to say that I fucking look to them as inspiration. And I I somewhat take the things that I like and I try to mold it into my own. But you got to be obsessed with it, and you got to make sure that you're learning every day. I try to watch YouTube videos on Logic. I try to watch YouTube videos on setting up a mixer, and Mm -hmm. now I got to learn how to do like video editing and stuff on my own. And you know, you got to ask people for help, and and you get quality people out there, but if you want something done right, sometimes you got to do it yourself. Do it yourself, yep. right? That's like a great you're way to put it. okay, <clears throat> you're a, a go-getter. You're a guy that uh that has vision and not and they take their vision to the next level. That's right. So like I had a couple podcasts with with Jimmy and I had a, po- a podcast with Zane and they mm-hmm. both mentioned you as like the driving force of dude, let's go to on it. Let's yeah. go drive down there and let's get shit started. So Tell the people, TJ Lawson. That's that's a pretty sweet brand. TJ uh, Lawson brand. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I was just, just kind of through my experiences was just able to kind of just recognize, you know, the talent that both um, Zane and Jimmy had, and also Mike. I mean, you know, when 
I kind of looked at all of them. I was like, okay, I see, I see the team. You know, it's because it's all about getting those supporting roles. Yeah. You know, you know, you it look takes at, a visionary for that, though. Well, I mean, you see, like to to see it and then put it together and to be like, yo, we got to execute this way and let's start something off. Like, mm-hmm. let's get the ball rolling. Yeah. Like you push that. That's uh, yeah. That's a special quality. Yeah. You know, I I just kind of feel like, you know, I I you know I got that from my dad. You know, my dad was uh, a person who sacrificed a lot, took some risks, and you know they worked out for him. And I just feel like in life, there's if you don't take a risk, what are we doing? You're not. I mean, what are we doing really? You know, you're not living. Yeah. You know, if you're not trying to like a lot of people drop what they're doing, you know, and change careers, you know, and that was kind of what we wanted to do as far as you know hey let's instead of just being trainers let's be like owner trainers because we can we know we can run our own gym you know we all have our specialties as far as what we like how we train our different personalities so you know you're getting a, a great group of trainers that are knowledgeable know what they're talking about can relate to people they're down to earth yeah and you know you're getting every aspect of the fitness like realm for sure and like i mean i've talked to all you guys individually and group setting and the one core common thing is you guys are all driven as fuck and to get like five driven people together and then to put something together that's that's awesome because like driven people they propel each other yeah you know tenfold like Mm -hmm. the energy of those people just kind of like push everybody another octave yeah you know um and i'm and honestly like i kind of just you know it's kind of easy to find you know when when we would just like the past couple years from working with jimmy and zane you know i I met zane first um it was funny because we both started kind of training at the same time on the fitness floor Uh and you know me coming from like a like a more prestigious intern internship right ucla right yeah i was out on the west coast you know that was that was awesome water polo working with volleyball Uh, i was working i was working specifically with uh women's gymnastics um women's softball well softball um and uh men's golf and one more um oh yeah the women's swimming diving women's water polo right um I had a great experience out there. How the hell did you get that? Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I took a risk. You know, I, I applied for it. I, I looked through the NSCA, National Strength and Conditioning Association. Yeah, right. So after I got my CSCS, uh, Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist, I was just looking for something. I was just, you know, I just applied to some internships. So it was kind of yeah. like a joke. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? They responded. So you just put one request in? You didn't I, make any I, follow-up emails or follow-up no, calls? No. Or know, had like an alumnus write you a letter of recommendation? All noteworthy kids, <clears throat> take advantage of those. Because if you apply for jobs, you got to do that kind of shit. Make phone calls, emails, get the people yeah. that you know oh, who knows absolutely. the people inside. Oh, yeah. Right? You got to, I mean, you got to go above and beyond. I yeah. mean, honestly, you have to show like employers that right. you want to work. Right. And you want to work know? for them specifically. Oh, of course. You know, and like as, to be as professional as, as possible and as, you know, and try to get to get it as young as possible. Like that, this, the Michaela yeah. intern you guys got here, she knows yeah. shit, 19. She got some spunkies. In yeah, absolutely. You know, we're, <laughs> I know we're, we're bringing more of these go getters in. So, I mean, you know, my, my, yeah, again, my best advice for, you know, the youngins is, yeah, I mean, just, just bust ass. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, Han, you get, you just did the one 
application and then they call mm-hmm. you what in a day or so or two days um no i mean it took a little bit um you know i almost kind of forgot about it no I, follow-up emails at all oh uh, i mean i, th- I think i might have done because i think that's kind of you know kind of yeah you gotta I, just do don't, I just don't exactly remember but i do remember them responding saying hey we want you to fill out like you know a survey so yeah i guess those that would have been the follow-up email survey answer some questions some strength and conditioning questions to kind of prove like you're not an idiot <laughs> yeah right. and so I, I just like okay so i did it i sent it back in and then the head guy emailed me and said hey you know i want a phone interview did the phone interview must have liked what he heard he called me up and she was like hey you know we want to offer you this internship i remember i was literally in the shower and my mom came in and she's like oh my gosh you're gonna call from california <laughs> You know, I'm just like, oh, all right. You know, so I hopped out of the shower real quick, hopped on the phone. It was, it was Mike Lynn at the time. He's actually like, uh, the the like athletic director at UCLA now. Like he actually like moved up from. Wow. He was a head strength and conditioning, uh, coach for the Olympic sports program. So there's like basketball, football, and then Olympic sports, which is like everything else. And he was the head of that. So like, he, I mean, you can kind of think like, okay, you know that strength and conditioning coaches for <clears throat> the football team. And the basketball team got to be pretty good. But, man, you got this guy who runs all the other sports. And he was a former UCLA football player himself. I and mean, he was like 6'6", like, you know, two-something. Two I mean, he's older, so he wasn't, like, as filled out as he used to be. Sure. But, man, he's super intimidating. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, you know, me coming in across the country, like, there's no way I wanted to, like, you know, screw anything up. Sure, so. I bet. Well, just to be, like, around people like that, that have that <clears throat> kind of experience, that are working with so many different athletes and have been mm-hmm. influenced by some greats. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know? well, just, just kind of, like, uh, speaking of that, one of, like, two two people, I mean, all three assistants there really helped me out. Um, Aaron Broquet being the first one, I, I just want to, I got to throw those names out there because they're great. Geez. Yeah. Because sure. they're great. They're great. Uh, great strength coaches in the collegiate realm. Very well respected. Um, you know, she honestly, like she challenged me. She's like, yo man, like, come on. Like, why aren't you <laughs> like, I was kind of timid. I, sure. I because I was kind of like, you know, you know, small fish in a big pond. I was like, holy crap. Um, well, I mean, you're doing the smart thing. You just kind of got to like kind of sit yeah, and check I didn't, it I didn't out first. Be, I didn't want to be too too cocky going in there, you know, and just think I knew. Because I'm just like, holy crap, I'm at like this huge collegiate, yeah. prestigious university. Well, obviously there for good reason, you know. Yeah, no, no doubt. You know, I was, I was absolutely, I just, you know, just didn't want to, didn't want to be, you know, that, that, sure, that cocky sure. kid that shows up. So sure. anyway, she, I mean, she really challenged smart. me. She challenged me to come out of my shell and really to really be loud and and confident in my coaching good um you know because i worked with her with men's golf and um you know that was one of the things that you know she wanted me to do is like you know because you know college kids are going to be joking and stuff and she's like hey can you get these kids shut up you know <laughs> so i'd just be like hey guys you know i you know i had a i kind of have a you know bigger booming sure. voice alpha so, the alpha mailing you got you know? it you know got gotta it. do it gotta um, do it. They respond so, well to somebody like that you know but you gotta do it in a, in a good way when you're dealing with athletes you know yeah. you gotta be harsh but you gotta be loving at the same time yeah, and find well, that mix you know yeah no absolutely um so then goes to uh bobby andrade he worked with the baseball team he worked with uh i think the soccer team i'm not 100 percent sure but he won he won a national championship with the baseball team when he worked there um and you know he was just he was just honestly the, the he he ran the internship program so mm-hmm. we kind of reported to him the most and he was just super down to earth dude he played division 3 po- football just like us he played in i think Minnesota 
Dude. Like St. Olaf. And he was a Shout running back. Shout out D3 football. Whoever oh. played Division three football. You know those guys that made it to the league <clears> that played D3 football? And I'll be honest to you. Uh, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, Be honest with me, though. What? <laughs> you just said, I'm going to be honest with you, though. Oh, dude, he he's he's just a sh- just a, sh- uh, a short like like one of those like you know the the coach says hey you might be too small I'm like no way dude this dude yeah. would like run you over I mean he was Maurice James Maurice Jones your type yeah style. exactly and a little bulldog he was like exactly. five 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 six I think he was he's originally from California but he went out uh, and played yeah in like Minnesota I was like dude why'd you go out and play in Minnesota I was like why don't you I guess it was like one of the few offers he got or something like that yeah well like, anyway, Midwest was Midwest is like D3 football Kings that is true you that know? is true like Wisconsin yeah the CCIW Ohio, mm-hmm. you know Minnesota Absolutely. some Michigan teams yeah it just it, it's definitely the it's definitely like regional yeah for sure um yeah. But uh, but but he was just super down to earth, like great, like great friend, super knowledgeable. He actually uh, started as a personal trainer, oh. worked his way up from a personal trainer, did the internship just like we did, and they hired him on the staff because he was such a badass. Um, so, and then last but not least, I worked with uh, Eric Schmidt the most, um, as far as like with teams. So I worked with him with the women's water polo and swimming and diving. And then, um, oh, that was, there were two separate teams, so that's why I right. worked with so them. So do you like do you do you work with them mainly when they're in their off season or even during season? Uh, some of it was in season, some of it was off so season. You're, so you're, it's different style programs. Okay, so you're putting together what eight week programs probably at a time. Yeah, I mean they would do uh, like anywhere from four to like six week programs depending on like the style, and I mean because each coach had a different style, it's kind of sure. cool. Um, but I worked with Eric Schmidt the most because I had two teams with him. I had one with Aaron Broquet. I I would just always kind of report to Bobby, and then I had two teams with Mike Lynn, and those those were like those were pretty cool because so you get like a, this well-rounded like influence. Yeah, it was you know, just, from all it was different. Crazy. Areas I was experience. honestly blessed to to have that opportunity. Dude, that's pretty badass. <clears throat> so then, you come from this prestigious background. Oh yeah, then back to back to back to Wheaton Sports Center. Yeah. Um so Met Zane. Met Zane, dude, I mean we, we clicked right away. I mean we we knew football, we like sports, you know, we we like we were the new guys. So sure. we wanted to always be the ones covering shifts for people, right. always working, working, working and you know, we just we just meshed from there. We we would hang out afterwards, you know. And then we found out, you know, hey man, we you know we smoke a little bit, so <laughs> and I was like, oh yo, do we just become best friends? And we're like, yeah, <laughs> you know. So from there, um, you know, we just progressed, and um, and then I met Jimmy along the lines because uh, he was working at Cassie Tire. He's also working at Subway. Yeah, I'm mean, uh, Jimmy. I guarantee you, Jimmy knows someone wherever he goes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's crazy. I Episode forty four, Jimmy Walker. Yeah, oh yeah, check that He's out. He's the man. <laughs> <laughs> um. But but I met him down the line and and, and we meshed because um, we're all same age, similar training styles, and I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop someone that they both said too, Keith Chuchi. Keith Chuchi, Keith Chuchi was kind of literally the the foundation for this all, because he introduced all of us to kettlebells, and he introduced it to me, and I loved it so much that I actually went out and got the Strong First uh, kettlebell certification. I mean, I did so many snatches with a 24 kilogram. Damn. It's crazy. I probably did 
upwards of like thousands just to make just to make sure i was ready for this you know i so what's the final workout one of those things um so the final workout um at least the test is just 100 snatches in five minutes Oh, so that's that's why obviously you were doing that. Yeah, but I mean they do they do skills tests, so you have to prove that you can move with it for like five reps, five to ten reps. Is it single arm? Um, some are single arm, some are double kettlebell. Like it just depends on the protocol. They change it every year, so, um, so after I got that is is when is when I found on it. So I found on it because I was looking for a present to get him because he helped he helped me so much so i was looking at the on it i mean the on it custom kettlebells the man. monkey kettlebell i was like whatever. man this is so cool they are pretty cool right i've and never used one though like i don't feel like it's the most functional i feel like it's gonna hurt your wrist nope. a little more no nope. you like it uh no no they're they're not the most functional oh like and oh, that's why so like agree. if you go to a certification they never use them yeah they're very decorative and you can use them yeah they're usable but i mean you you'll find that the different ones land differently on your wrist yeah and you know you might not be ready. You might be used to a certain one being on a certain spot, and that's where your, you know, your right. uh, callus or you know your density is uh, bone density is built up a little bit. Um, and then you know you get these where it's like lands higher, lands lower, and you're just like, ah, I just don't like like this yeah, too yeah. much. Right. So people already complain. Like you try to teach them how to like <clears throat> maneuver it correctly mm-hmm. and kind of move it at its lightest point, and you just kind of get the flopping over. Oh, you know, the weaker wrist. Yeah. And the, yeah. Know. I mean. You know that that was one thing that strong first. I mean, they're they're kind of like a little bit militant on that. You know, making sure everything was just on point. And that's you know, and I speak a lot of like you know my kettlebell teaching and skills. You know, to that uh, originally. So anyway, um, I'm at I'm looking at these kettlebells and I see steel maces and steel clubs and supplements. I'm like, what like what is this stuff? Like, you know, and then I see. I, I click on videos like what do you do with this and boom there's Isik. you know it's funny uh when they're first doing the videos i mean the videos were pretty raw i mean they're still kind of like i think developing the on academy yeah. so like they're taking these videos in different spots and you know and i'm just like man, man like who's this dude like this ripped like tall dude with long hair like <laughs> this dude's like he's moving it pretty well like he's controlling it and stuff like doing these cool moves so i was like you know what here we go i'm gonna take this chance and just get this mace and I bought a steel club. I bought a, I bought a shirt. Like it was, they worked with Duncan Keith. I mean, Blackhawks. Yeah, right, right. I was like, Psh, and they made this dope ass lion shirt. I was like, I'm gonna, of course, I'm gonna get that. Yeah. So, and then I got Alpha Brain, and then then it's all started from there. I started using the steel mace, and started getting really smart with Alpha Brain. Yeah, dude. You know, it was <laughs> it was great. It was just, it, I mean, I mean, doing doing a supplement like that it just it just cleared the head, and it's just like, I just. Like my words just came out like super clear. I, I didn't have to like think or it dude, was just I couldn't like agree more, man. I thought of the idea with this podcast when <clears> I was <throat> taking some Alpha Brain. Yeah, I was just like, "Fuck it, let's go do this." Right? You know, Alpha Brain. My friends make fun of me. Like, oh, of course, right? <laughs> they make you fun know? of me all the time. They're like, "What are you doing?" It's like, it's like, "Oh, you're gonna have a, an Alpha Brain answer for this answer, Dan." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, condescending guy. Right. It's all good, though. You know, that's what friends are for. <laughs> oh, of course. You know, they. I mean, they keep you in check sometimes. Yeah, they have to. Um, but uh, so so I started working with the stuff. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to emulate Isik and what he was yeah. doing. He was making that, making the heavy ones, you know, controlling it, making it look super light, you know. Right. And... You know, I just I just followed like the Onnit Academy, and you know I seen they do education, 
And this You're was just all gung ho on this. The, You're just like, of, of course, because you know what? I mean, kettlebells. No one was really using kettlebells that much at our gym. Yeah. And I was like, man, no one's doing this. Yeah. I've never even heard of this. What year was this? About? This was 2015. 2015. Okay. So this is this is the originally when I found it, and I was just like, man, no one's doing this. At least at least around us, you know. Like of right. course, like you go to the coast, like they're a little bit more up to date on like sure. different different like fitness stuff. I was like, man, no, I mean, no one around here is doing this. Is the Midwest had nothing's really traveled here yet, and it was right around um, the the time where T.J. Dillashaw uh, was fighting in Chicago for I think it was a belt or something, and on it he was sponsored by on it at the time, and they were doing a uh, education course, and it was in Chicago, and I was like, whoa, I could do this. You know, and I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. And I was just like, you know what? No, I'm not. Because I feel like this, this just wouldn't be the right way to do it. And I went to Zane and I went to Jimmy. I'm just like, hey, guys, check this out. So here, we've got the steel mace. We've got the steel club. we got kettlebells. It's all different types of stuff and that we can use, you know. And we can create this team. We, it's funny. We created this team called the Three Warriors. And it all sparked because, like, you know, I, I we even brought this to our manager at the gym. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we could we could be the only gym, gym doing this, you know. And then and they, like, they, like, got it set up and they heard the price tag of it. And they're just like, nope. And boom, it was it was that easy. It was just snip. And we're like, just I like was, that. I was heartbroken, dude. I was so heartbroken. Because you thought this was going to work. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, like I'm, I'm like, we're going to be innovative. Like, man, this is my idea. Like, you know, and I've had another, a lot of great ideas. And, you know, this is, you know, again, me coming from UCLA where, right. where I just got off of, you know, four, four very respected coaches saying like, Hey man, you did a good job this internship. Like, you know, I some confidence right there. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I knew I wasn't really for the collegiate realm. So like coming out, I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I knew I would thrive in this. Hell yeah. Uh, I knew I would thrive in this. So, um, but like, uh, but like to hear them say like, nah, nah, we're not going to do this. This wouldn't be good for us. So funny thing was, is that's when we're like, you know, we're, let's do this. And, you know, funny listening to the other podcasts. I mean, that's exactly how they said it. You know, Zane was the hardest one to convince. <laughs> and, 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 you He's know, so like gung ho about this shit. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you know, it's funny because I knew, I knew he would be I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Wake up. Yeah. Like, come on, There's the, we're only going to have this, like, opportunity once. I mean, and I think if we're going to do it, we got to do it right. We got to show them that we're committed, that, that like, you know, because at the time, we all couldn't afford to fly down. It just wasn't in the cards, but we could drive. I don't know, like, we could all <laughs> pitch in together, and, 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 and we could drive together. And and I was just like, we want to show them we're committed, you know, because we're a team, and what if maybe they – want to do like an, an affiliate gym maybe the crossfit thing you know we could be the the chicago guys so we go out there we drive out jimmy gets the, the, the on a logo cut in his head he went he went gone home i mean damn he <laughs> i just I got it down there a picture of that so I was just like oh yeah he did do that didn't he so <laughs> that's funny so we drive down man we drove jimmy's white minivan down there i was surprised we i was surprised we got down there um but anyway, we got down there. We learned. Um, we we visited Austin. I mean, we made a nice little vacation. Yeah. Got some great information. 
uh, became, uh, got real good networking with Shane, John, you know, we saw Primal Soldier and of course he had a shirt off, you know, there's, yeah. there's times he had a shirt on, you know, and it's funny, <laughs> it's funny cause he came here for the kettlebell certain and, and you know, we've talked with him and you know, I, I always, I always make the joke that, you know, I'm sure everyone's always disappointed when they see him with like a shirt on. You yeah. Know? Right. Like, wait, whoa, come on. Like, dude, <laughs> speaking of Primal Soldier, that kid, it's really impressive. Oh, absolutely. Dude, yeah. he's a fucking beast yeah not and, just like well, working out but like business savvy yeah. dude's a fucking beast no man. and it's it, it it just goes back to that drive i mean you can just see it i mean you don't get those types of results without the consistency without really pushing yourself so i mean definitely an inspiration right no there. i mean absolutely i mean he's he's like a lot of reasons why people find on it they're like man who's this dude like just whipping these yeah. kettlebells around whoa is that like a 32 or a 32 kilo you know like those that know kilograms you know no kettlebells like you know 32 kilos like really respect if you're just right. like throwing it around right. like it's a toy right um so, you know, we saw um, Primal Soldier, you know, met him, and it was just like, oh, we just got the, the whole on experience. We got shakes at, you know, shakes at the bar. Sure. I, feel like, I feel like everyone kind of makes it like that that vacation now, <laughs> style. Yeah, for know. sure. No, dude, that sounds like a fucking awesome. I wish I was friends with you guys. Damn. I finish, right? uh, that sounds like a real fun time. Like, <laughs> none of my friends would be the guys that are my best friends ever. They're, they're just so sometimes so pessimistic, and they know, yeah, all right, Dan, good luck with your podcast type shit, you know? Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. But like, did you guys have any like? Did you listen to Joe Rogan? Because that's how I that's how I learned about on it. Joe Rogan is like, oh, what's this alpha brain shit? Joe Rogan's pretty fun to listen to, and it's interesting. And I'm like, I kind of like this. Let's see what what this is all about. Like, that's how I got involved with it. But yeah, like, did you guys have any prior knowledge of that before, or you're like, I'm gonna go get the on it experience because this no, is some fucking you know cool what's, shit. You know, it's funny is you know I, I I like Joe Rogan. I love him as a comedian. Yeah, and it's his stand up. You know, I love, Fear you Factor. Know, it's a Fear Factor. Oh, guy. Fear Factor, of course. Yeah. You know, I've always like wanted to go on the show and do all the stuff <laughs> minus all like, the eating stuff uh, not, not, I'm not into that I never really got into it that much I just knew Joe Rogan from Fear Factor yeah no and and what was funny is you know we we did the uh, we did the on it thing and then we found out like oh holy shit like Joe Rogan owns part of on it yeah like, you know you see him wearing the t-shirts and stuff like right. that and you know then then you see him on his podcast you know and you know I don't I'm not a huge regular listener to it i honestly want to start throwing it on because i i started listening to your podcast yeah hell yeah <laughs> dude it's really and good like well, rogan's podcast is like a, a real big inspiration to me you know mm-hmm. like i just i've it's something that i i enjoy listening to it's interesting it makes me think and that right. that's like what i want to do with my podcast i want to mm-hmm. fucking bring up thought-provoking conversation yeah. that's relatable that mm-hmm. other people think about too and it's just there needs to be more of that look i said the other day i was like there's you know mcdonald's comes out boom burger king comes out and then there's other you know jack in the box and this hamburger place oh, then yeah. you know you get bands like Backstreet Boys what followed Backstreet Boys NSYNC O-Town fucking oh, whatever Britney Spears 90s, comes out then you, dude then you get Christina Love Aguilera it. you get Jessica Simpson uh, you get dude, all these like different versions of the fucking school crushes bro dude where, how, where are the other Joe Rogans at Oof. you get what I'm saying yeah like why aren't there fucking more psychedelic adventurers that are not afraid to fucking put some truth out there like that well, yeah, I mean, like, well, what's good with Joe Rogan, you know, obviously he does kind of, he ventures into it, but there's, I, I kind of see some credibility because he's, he's not, 
he's not dumb and he's he's a knowledgeable dude and yeah. he brings up and he brings up good arguments on things and of course you know I might not agree with 100% of no. the things he does but you know I I'm one, I'm a person who can agree to disagree on things sure you know it's how we grow man absolutely it's how we grow and um, you putting that stuff out there for people and it's just it evolves people's thought process. Mm-hmm. Well, like, yeah, you got to be open. You got to be things. open. You got to be okay with being uncomfortable at times or mm-hmm. like, you know, discussing things that make people feel iffy. It's the only way we're going to get past certain things, man. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's dialogue, you know, and that's, that's what, right. You know, obviously just, just need more of people got to talk more and understand that. Well, that's my point. You know, there you needs know, to be more of that. Yeah. Well, it's just, just talking in general. It's, it's just understanding that like, you know, a lot of times people get thrown into a, a, a bin, a general generalization, you know, and sure. you know, when you talk to, you know, I think, uh, I, I forgot who said it. I think it was like, like Rob Schneider. Like, honestly, he's, you can do it. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> he's actually, he's actually kind of a, kind of a smart guy. And he just goes, you know what? If you just turn off your TV and go talk to your neighbor, they're actually not that bad of a person. Yeah. Oh, it's true. It's, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I, I kind of believe that, you know, if, if you just actually go out into the world and actually like, like talk with people yeah. like you know go on to your community and you know and that's what we break it down to the do. individual yeah oh absolutely we make these blanket statements i agree with you you, you know, know we make these blanket statements and just look for the person as, as an individual mm-hmm. you know and try to spread out as much love as possible yeah you know because you know and that's why i asked this question is because like you know joe rogan <laughs> led me to aubrey marcus yes. and aubrey marcus to on it and yes. like aubrey marcus talks about a lot of this like connection mm-hmm. does this you know treat people as if they're just an extended version of you living in another reality right you know and you know being egoless and, and or not yes. being egoless but like learning to work with it and not think with the small self and of course you know you listen to guys like aubrey marcus and it takes you to a guy like paul check mm-hmm. you know and paul selig and all these mm-hmm. different thoughts of like yeah. higher energy and octaves and attunements yeah, and it's different. like what the fuck yeah you, can, man. can i tell you what i heard the other day one of my clients was talking about the mycelium growing off a tree you know mycelium of a mushroom yeah growing off a, a tree he's like um there's this gigantic tree that gets exposed to all the sunlight and water and next to it is a, a smaller tree in the shade that's not getting as much sunlight and water, but through the mycelium will give the external or the extra water and sunlight to this tree in the shade so it grows big and strong. It's like this idea of like a, a universal intelligence gotcha. type thing, yeah, right? Like- so if people are more like looking at life as that their neighbor as just them as another yeah. extended version of them in another reality, yeah. like little by little we can give our metaphorical water and sunlight to each other so that we could all fucking grow and, 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 and expand together and be yeah. like having, have more loving environment. Yeah. I sound really man. fucking hippie, but, oh, the, dude, it's but you know what I mean? Like, so I, I like, <laughs> you know, you get a podcast like Joe Rogan that gets you to another guy that gets you to another guy. And then you're down this like rabbit hole of like good information and thought provoking mm-hmm. content. That's just like, boom. You know, yeah. that's why I got interested in on it. That's why I got interested in kettlebells and, yeah. you know, and then eventually like leading to meeting you guys and Boom. shit like that. Exactly. So like, that's how these, ha- it has this, like, we're an example of this ripple effect. Yeah. Put out a fucking good inspiring piece of information that's going to connect with somebody and then boom it affects another thousand people yeah. that know another thousand people that know another thousand people that just boom boom boom, boom you right know? right and like good things happen all over the place dude absolutely but you know i'm also a big believer that you know you put yourselves in those situations 100 you know because yeah oh i mean without you coming to the kettlebell cert 
boom i mean and i think that's where the ripple effect happens because it had definitely has to you have i mean you have to drop this the stone into the water yes boom. And i think i think that's where the action is and you know that's where i you know really having to take the risk i mean sure. i've been i've been you know beating that word to death but without that i mean it's scary to think you know because obviously no one really knows what goes on past the initial start you know but to see where those ripples affect can can take you yeah you know, and it's just the beginning dude you know another thing i've been like really like trying to like the more you listen to and the more you try to like piece together the more information you get the more you try to piece mm -hmm. together like you talk about taking the action steps and taking the risk but it's like you ever hear about the muse and letting the muse take over and the professional shows up every day mm -hmm. at nine so the muse knows where to fucking find him, you know? <laughs> so the muse will just, like, get into you and fucking let you, like, will take you over, essentially. If mm -hmm. you know what you're doing is filled with love and good intention, yeah. then the muse will fucking slingshot you to wherever you got to go. Mm -hmm. It will take you. Just trust in the process. Keep doing your thing. Right. Don't worry so much about what's happening and where it's going. Know that it's going and right. it's going to take you there yeah. because it's fucking powerful source that we have no idea about but yeah. we can only learn through meditation some say psychedelics <laughs> right we learn right. through this process yeah. that's essentially superhuman that we have no concept of grasping yet because we have yet the vocabulary mm -hmm. so i'm just interested in more conversation of that matter you know and of course that's where, like, you know, that's like I said, where Joe Rogan led me to Aubrey, led me to fucking uh, Kyle Kins Kingsbury and all these other people yes, that essentially led me to, 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 like, talking to you guys and starting mm -hmm. this and doing this and making this a tangible, real thing. Yeah. You know, you envision it enough, you get obsessed with it enough that it becomes what you fucking really think about, like, for mm -hmm. real, you know? So you, let's go back to that. Like you, like, you didn't have any prior knowledge to, like, those podcasts before on it? No. Um, so... Uh, that's kind of like when, like, like for me, like podcasts are starting to become a bigger thing and I was just like, Oh, okay. Those are, those are getting bigger. And I'd listen to a couple, um, and I'd put them off for a bit and then, you know, it just really depend Cause then like, you know, Joe wrote, Joe Rogan would have someone on that I would like. So mm -hmm. I'd watch that one. Then he'd have someone on. I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. So just skip skip over it. It. yeah. And then. And then it kind of drifted off because then, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge music music guy. Sure. Good. So yeah. I listen to music a lot. <laughs> what do you um, like, by the way? I love, oh, dude, rock music, country music are my main two. You know, nice. I'm, a, I'm a typical white boy, um, <laughs> country boy. Uh, Hell yeah. Um, you, but, you, but I mean, I like I like all like pop stuff. Like I'm not one of those, you know, you know, one of those people that like, you know, oh, I got only listen to what I listen You're to. You're open to shit. Yeah. You're I open mean, for a good tune. I mean, I can dance to anything. Hell you know? yeah, dude. So, um, so, but yeah, but, um, but kind of like going back to putting that, putting that team together, um, we, uh, we got together, Mike, Mike came in later cause he got hired on later. Mm -hmm. Um, at, but dude, at Wheaton, yeah. at, at Wheaton sports center. And it's funny because when he got in and I mean, you've heard him talk. Right, that was I love. He's my favorite to talk. Dude, we, I just did a show with him. Isn't that awesome? Day. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Uh, dude, he's uh, my, this morning. What'd you think? Did you think it was, all right? it was good? Uh, oh yeah, I mean, good. I'm glad because he's he, fucking. He intense. talks so he talks so fast. Sometimes it's funny. 
I, dude, I love I love the kid. I was thinking. He, I told him. I was like, I, I want to do one <clears throat> like this with you every month. Yeah, like, man. Let's, let's let's fire some topics that you're passionate about, and let's let me like like try to pick you apart as much as possible. Yeah, I felt like I didn't do as good of a job as I wanted to on that, but it was still <laughs> it was still good enough. You he's know? In the, he's he's like an encyclopedia sometimes. He's the best. He's he's always reading current current studies. I mean, I mean, this dude. I wanted him on the team because I knew. Like he's a smart, he's a smart kid. He's a, again a go getter. Yeah. Because he would talk about some of the things that he wanted to do. I mean, he had a couple of things that, uh, like, uh, oh yeah, like a fitness equipment thing that he wanted to do, and he was really passionate about it. Um, wasn't it wasn't going as well as he wanted to, so he shifted focus. Got on to got onto this. You know, we invited him on, and it was funny because he had to ask his fiance, like, hey, do you want to spend, you know kind of the next foreseeable years in <laughs> Chicagoland area. <laughs> were they, and, were they fi- trying to figure out another oh, they, they were kind of figure out like she was where she was going to go to law school. Oh, so okay. she ended up going to law school in Chicago. Okay. Like, good. Yes. I told, I told them that we got to get Ashley in a podcast. Like she oh, gets yeah, her own she's, podcast, man. Oh my gosh. She's, 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 she's study. Oh, oh, of course. Um, I just, I, I'd always, you know, poke fun at it. Um, cause she'd always just like, look, she gives me that cause she's very smart, very independent. Yeah. And like, she, I mean, she could do her own thing if she wanted to Sure, love women like that. Um, but like, uh, um, so after that, you know, we were trying to think like funding. It was funny. Like we all go back to, I don't know if anyone's told you, but we met at Bulldog's Ale House and we yeah, all I live right just, there. Dude. Yeah. We were right I, there, bro. We all got together. We, we got some strong whiskey and we we're like, we're doing this. Boom. We're doing this. Boom took that whiskey shot and it was it was not a, it was never uh, looked back never looked back exactly sorry I couldn't that's think of great it. and uh and then from there you know it was planning 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 how are we gonna fund this boom mike mike self just happened to marry uh a girl whose dad just so happens to be loaded out in <laughs> california like <laughs> and and he is i mean he he he's an awesome dude like he comes in funding your existence, man. This oh, is absolutely. Well, he thing. he believed it. You know, he knew. He just he just he just trusted us. And like honestly, like he's a he's a big intimidating man. And you don't like you don't want to not not have them be be you in know, your corner, right? Sure. You know, he's a great he, he's a great guy. And and you know he we have great relationship with him. Like and you guys are fucking putting together a dream that you guys essentially all came together and it's just it can't fail right it no, fucking no. can't fail dude you no guys i got mean it. no we're we're there's too many there's too many people really really trying to make this work and yeah and, and we're all firing on all cylinders here and and i think this is a this is a great team that can yeah can go as far as we want it to you Fuck know yeah, especially dude. with viking ninja yeah so. and you know that's another thing we didn't talk at all about Viking Ninja or football or football. <laughs> we wanted to talk about football. All right, let's 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 pick it and go. All right, uh, football. Let's football. Go. Flag football. You play on a flag team. I play on a flag team. I mean, it's it's uh, one of the members here. Uh, she teaches uh, a class here too. Sam, Sam Eldridge. Uh, what is the league? Called? It's 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 a Glenbard North. Oh, league. Glenbard North flag football. I think my uh, one of my it's friends like at the high school. Yeah, one of my friends plays there. Corey Turner, his kid played there too. <clears throat> um, but. I don't mean to cut you off. I don't know. But if you want to come play some real flag football, like, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. We play at USFTL. We play A-ball. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm taking some time off just because I'm, I'm trying to build this, you know. Right. But every Sunday, 
we play and we have a fucking team and a half. Okay. So I would, and we have, if you want to listen to some of the, like what we do, like we had a podcast after we won nationals. Okay. So, and we just won nationals in January and it's just kind of, it's like, it's more of a big deal than I ever would have thought. Like, really? I'll tell you that I met them just by fluke. So I kicked and punted in college division three football, right? Yeah, I walked sure. out of football at? team, Concordia, Chicago. Oh, okay. So cool, I kicked man. and punted and kicking is like my favorite thing to do in the world. Nice. Like I don't even like football growing up. Did, and then you, when I, did you play soccer? I played soccer. I dig up. it. Okay. Yeah. So like I was all gung ho about soccer. I didn't even play football in college. I play, I mean, I didn't play football in high school. I just walked on a college team. Mind you, when I was 21, I was okay. a freshman, right? Dang, okay, I dig it, bro. <laughs> so I played four years, and then after I was done, a lot of my ways to kind of like, you know, alleviate stress and you know, get in my own, get out of my own head is to go kick field goals. Love going on a summer day, bag of footballs, go kick some field goals. So I was at Elmhurst College just kicking some footballs, mm-hmm. and um, I met this guy out there who was helping another kid teach him teach him how to kick. And I'm like, oh, cool, just striking up conversation like I do, right? And uh, you know, I was just like, you know, whatever. The kids in t- in the area, I was teaching at Oak Park at the time. And I was like, if mm-hmm. he's in the area, you know, I would love to work with them, blah, blah, blah. And I uh, exchanged phone numbers. And a, and a week later, I got a phone call from this guy named Bucky. And he's like, hey, I got your phone number from a guy named Mike Morrison. Uh, you do some kicking, I heard. You want to play with a flag team? You know, they were playing in Schiller Park, which I was living in Franklin Park at the time, like real close to my house. It's like, they, you know, competing nationals. We're going to go to Atlanta in a, in a week. Right. If you want, we have, a play, we have a game Sunday. Come check it out. And then if you want to, you can come to Atlanta. I'm like, right. Okay, give it a shot. So I went to the the, the game. Mm-hmm. I met all the guys. I kicked a forty-seven yarder the first day. Hey, and okay. then and then you know I like mingled and meshed with these guys right away, dude. Right away, good group of guys. And then the next thing I know, I'm in a car driving to Atlanta, Dang. hanging out with these guys and playing in a tournament. And it was fucking awesome. Like, That's awesome. Bunch of good guys and and good athletes, mm-hmm. Division One athletes, some DV, Division Three athletes, NAIA guys. Wow. A good group of guys, good core and. And uh, it's just fun to come out. So if you ever want to, I yeah, think I absolutely. think really you would mix nicely with them. Yeah, no, you know, dude, no us. doubt, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like uh, Windy City Hammer. Represent after okay. after this is over, you got to listen to episode 23. Ah, uh, dude. After we won nationals, bro. All right, dude. Absolutely, definitely uh, tune into that. So you man. played it where at Carroll? I played at Carroll University. Yeah. Nice wide uh, receiver, defensive back. I played defensive back. Um, for, for traditional football, I was, uh, I was better on defense. Better on defense. Okay. Um, I could play offense. Um, but for. You're tall. Like was six, two, uh, six foot, six foot, six, six foot. two on the stat sheet though. Yeah. And <laughs> of course you are. Uh, with a little lankier limbs. So I definitely had that uh, to my advantage. Um, uh, I played strong safety. So I think that was the best position on the field. You gotta see everything. You're like the sweeper in soccer, so, like looking at yeah. everything, calling shit out. So Dude, I know nothing about football. Don't let me think. Don't let me fool you, because I don't know shit. Oh, okay? dude, it's kicked the ball for three, really. I feel you. I feel you. You want to know something that's funny? I was yeah. also long snapper, sure. bro. You can long slap. I was gonna ask if you knew how to hold, because the def- def- DBs and wide receivers usually are good holders, but, mm-hmm. but you can, can long snap. Yeah, I can long snap. That that's... Was, I long snapped uh, for three years, and I started. No, I started all four years high school. I did three years in college because we had a, a pretty badass long snapper that was a senior, and I was a freshman, and he could just whip it back there. Yeah, right. I still needed to build that strength sure, up. Sure, sure. Um, did you do for field goal and punt? Yep. 
Hell yeah, player. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> oh yeah. I just uh, for for field goal, I just stood in there and just like got got in tight. The best play in football. Don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise. It's a fucking field goal, especially. <laughs> can I do, hold on. Hold on. I mean, I can't. Listen to this. Dude. I'm not. I'll, I'll hear you. I'll eighteen hear you. missed field goals last week. I don't even watch football. Okay? Oh, I barely watch yeah. football. There was 18 missed field goals. Oh, yeah, dude. Okay? I, I think I, this 33-yarder, this extra point, is fucking so many guys up. Oh, of course. They can't They can't get with it. Well, I mean, you know, the pressure that's on it. I mean, there's, there's, you know, you miss, you miss, two, I mean, you miss two, three, you're getting cut. You're getting cut, dude. I mean, that, that business is ruthless. Yes. It's ruthless, man. And Like, you kiss your $450,000 check, goodbye. Oh, yeah. See but you, you know what? You better be able to make a dang kick for that. You're right. You're a professional. Show up to work. Let the muse make that kick for you. That's what I'm saying. I'll tell you, dude, some of the best life lessons I've learned and put myself through. I swear to God, man. I used to get so, and I still get nervous as fuck Mm -hmm. when it's time to kick. Oh, when of your number is called and your points matter, dude, in this flag league, listen to this. We have the option to kick for one, two, or three after touchdowns. Okay? So after a touchdown, we always kick for three and we snap it from the 20 yard line. So it's a 37 yard kick every time. Wow. So I got to get real. I got really good at these thirty-seven yard kicks. Nice. They're high school goalposts, high school uprights, but not college uprights. Right. But I'm telling you, dude, when I first started doing it as a 21 year old, putting myself in this uncomfortable ass situation in practice, right. my heart was going so fucking fast. But right. the life lessons you learn: perform under pressure, get your mind right. How do you react after you miss a kick? Missing a kick yeah. in a game is the most gut-wrenching thing. Oh, that sucks. Dude, dude. it's the worst. <laughs> you have <It's>, one job. <laughs> you have one job, kicker. Oh, my God, TJ. It's the uh, fucking dude, worst I, Dude, I feel you, man. I mean, like, not that not that missing a field goal, but, man, you you missed that snap. Oh, yeah. I mean, There was I mean, a missed snap in one of the games, too, I watched. Yep. You can't fuck up that shit. You have one job. It's all you practice. They pay long snappers to long snap. Yeah. Long snap the motherfucking ball in the right spot oh, every time. Oh, yeah, man. And that was one thing. I'll be honest with you. I in my all my like high school and college career I messed up once in high school once in college you can't mess up once you don't have room for error I, you but, must be perfect you I'm just I was, kidding I was 99.9 <laughs> but that but it's always the one time where they know you oh yeah who's the long snapper oh yeah he he fucked up yeah <laughs> like you're like dad no wait so you that wasn't me <laughs> so you were the long snapper in college huh college too oh I loved it though like punt I was like a gunner because you could go down there yeah oh my gosh because I mean like you know for D3 I would say like if, if you ran like under 4.7 you're pretty damn fast you know yeah I, I mean I don't know I mean I think four seven is good for a division three athlete. I mean, I think the skill guys are probably doing like four fives, maybe four yeah. four sixes, low four sixes. Yeah, I mean, I, like if you're running like a four four, I mean, you're getting you're getting probably like D two, D one yeah. looks. I mean, sure, why not? if you're that fast. Uh, but like, I ran like a four four six ish. You know, I'm probably high end. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to sound like I was like super super fast. Mm-hmm. But man, I'll snap that ball and I'd be down the field. Hell yeah, bro. Bro, I would I would get. I would get the tackle like almost like seventy percent of the time, and it got Animal. to the point. It got to the point where um, the they would account for me. They would have a guy just waiting for me, and what would be funny is you know they just oh just you know go out and block him you know and then I would just like I would just put a move on him and it'd be like he wasn't there in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then they'd have to like account for me a little bit more. Um, Did but, you ever snap the ball over the punter's head? 
That was that was the one time. Dude, that happened to me twice. Yeah. yeah I punted for two years and I never got hit so hard. Because oh, you're bummer. just like a defenseless player. Right. It's like, oh, I don't want to fucking get it. And then, yeah. like, car accident. Oh, dude, no. Nah. Yeah. Why I do mean, why do people, like, why do you want to be an offensive lineman? Like, oh one gosh. of my best friends, dude, is an O-lineman. I love, I him, to, love him to death. Mm-hmm. But why? Why the fuck do you ever want to do that? Man, you got to be, I mean, if you're in the trenches, I mean, you got to be, you got to be a bad dude. Car accident every time. Oh, yeah. What are you doing, John? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, dude, I, I mean, like, the lineman I used to play with, like... They would take like five Advil before yeah. the game. I mean, I'm like, I, I, what? I'm like five before the game. I'm like, I take I take two maximum, dude. Yeah, you shouldn't even take any of that. And, and so yeah. bad for you. Oh my gosh, right? Exactly. I'm just like, dude, you're and you're gonna go drink later. <laughs> like, dude, your liver's gonna be fried. Take some bro. Vicodin on top of it because well, yeah. you know they're taking Vicodin. Oh, dude, and and like you know, it's funny. Like I. Like, I don't know if this is how it was at Concordia, Chicago, but... We were wild boys. No, uh, I'm just kidding. No, 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 but like, <laughs> like, you know, the defense was kind of like a certain way, and like the offensive linemen were a certain way. We were uh-huh. just like nitty-gritty. Sure. Like, I I mean, I'll be honest with you, my senior year, I had a, a mullet, I carved a mullet into my head. We all thought it would be funny to go get uh, haircuts, like goofy-ass <laughs> haircuts. I had a beard, Typical. and then we had, like, stuff carved into it at this urban barber. Oh, my God. Um, I wouldn't want to beat you guys so bad. Uh, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck you guys and your stupid haircuts. But, Play I football. Mean, you wanted to, I mean, you wanted to see uh, some freshmen come into camp, like, looking like, oh, my gosh, who are these kids? Yeah. Like, wait, <laughs> these are the seniors? Like, what? So, um, Kid Rock. Kid but, Rock yeah, but, no, I, I always looked at the defense as being, like, you know, like, you know, scruffier like bearded dudes right. like and i was seeing linemen like that maybe it was just like at carroll like all the receivers and they're all clean shaven like pretty boys everyone's got you know? their like uh and, they, and, and, they, and they'll probably hear me on this be like, oh, for bullshit DJ. <laughs> you know we grew beards and shit i'm like oh. i'll be like when none like the defense or the offensive line offensive line for sure grew beards like but like I always, I always seen like the. Uh, I'll be honest, our starting quarterback was, was was pretty, uh, was pretty was pretty uh, nitty gritty. I mean, he had a beard. He's a he was a Wisconsin farm boy. Hell yeah. Um, but everyone else, running backs, receivers, I always felt like they're they're the. So you played four years, got a four year experience, <clears throat> had some fun, won some mm-hmm. games. You know, part of a squad. That's yeah. You learn so much about mm-hmm. being part of a team. You know what I mean? Like oh, absolutely. The teamwork man. effect. That you're a leader, obviously. And how many, mm-hmm. how many of those moments that you had playing sports your life are translating now into MSP, into Viking Ninja, oh, and building this team, right? Man. Like, like obviously a lot of it. You know, you sparked that mm-hmm. that you know that ball roll. You yeah. Know? And you got these guys on board. Mm-hmm. You know, and now it's turning into something that's gonna be fucking pretty huge because yeah. it is yeah no uh like uh, i i learned it a lot kind of like a little bit in high school a lot in college yeah at high school like going in from middle school to high school that was that was the point when you know like if, if you ain't going in to be the hammer you might as well not play yeah you're <laughs> fucking killed. you know oh yeah absolutely and you we and you weed yourself out like like the coaches picked me out because I was going in looking to level kids instead of just being the kid that would shy away and not be the one that wanted to hit. Hell yeah. So that's where I got my opportunities. Um, 
and high school <clears throat> was more of like getting to know and like really research, watch the film. Yeah. Getting to know that, getting to know those roles, taking those risks when you knew you thought you knew the play and you, you knew you could make a play. Um, and then college was honestly like high school to college, you had to ramp it up and that's just D3. And you know, what was yeah. funny, what was funny, I love, and I love making this point is the, like the first, the first two week, the two week camp, you know, yeah. mini camp going into the season. I love that time. I oh my wait. gosh. Couldn't wait for fucking camp. Everyone oh. hated it as a kicker. It was the best. <clears throat> oh, of, of course, fucking as a kicker, it's the best. Yeah, camp. It's just so fun. It's fresh, good weather. Yeah, geez. good energy. Kicking some balls. What's up? What's up, girl? Yeah, no. you do like a you do like a mini ab exercise. No, dude, get like conditioning. My coach wanted me to kick off every practice by week six. I wanted to fucking kill him. Oh uh, man, unless you're the dude on like me on the kickoff who had to run the sprint down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but. Um, no, like as so camp, you're talking oh about yeah, camp, camp, man, I'll tell you what, you know, you weed out some kids and kids quit. Yeah. And you know what, you know what I thought Hell was, yeah. you know what I thought was, and this is why I love Viking Ninja, the kids that were chatted up the most, man, I was all conferences, all area, this, I'm like, man, you were all conference, all area and you're here. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was none of those. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just a kid who, who just like, who just wanted it, you yeah. know, a lot more than some other kids. And the, the first people to quit, they realize that yeah. like, you you realize that like okay this isn't high school, like these are these are twenty two year old men yeah that you're going against that have played this that know the system for four years like you have to realize you got to be patient, like unless you're like a stud coming out unless you realize you want to be a big fish in a small pond as like a high school player coming out, you know right. Like you, like at least where I was, you know, you, you just had to be patient. There was a, there was an upperclassman who was very, very similar skill wise, not build wise, uh, to me. I mean, he's a, he's a good dude. Um, and I just had to kind of wait my turn. I, you know, of course I always thought I was better than the guy, but you know, he, he was a leader he he was a vocal leader. Yeah. Um, Can't step on his toes either. No, I mean he was. Got to get respected. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And these are just all other like hard nosed lessons that you can transfer in the yeah. like, real life. You yeah, know and I, I mean? knew I knew if I waited my turn, my senior year position was all mine. All right. Yeah. You know I did everything. I knew the knew the uh, the defense better than uh, there was a couple underclassmen, but they were two years under me was the nearest one because all the ones that were a year younger than me quit. And I was like, man, you guys are soft. Yeah. And it was always, it was always camp, you know, just like yeah. kids can't take like conditioning. Right. Like they come so in. So many excuses. I uh, just being a high school teacher, like an old high school teacher, I just, <clears throat> so many kids will come up to me. Well, Mr. C, I need to like not, uh, I need to not participate in gym today because I have a project that I got to do or I can't come to practice today because I have a project. <laughs> I can't come to practice today because you have a, Oh, get out of here. Yeah. Because you have a school project? You yeah. Can't come to pra- what, if, what happens, TJ, when you don't go to practice? Yeah, you don't play, man. You don't play. Yeah. You can't. There's no excuses. Yeah. There's I mean, none. You got to. You learn commitment. How are we going to trust you? Exactly. You know you get, what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you, like if we're, if we're trusting you to do a job and we're we're looking to win win games, you know, because winning games is the whole point you play. Point. You know, uh, that that's the great thing. Yeah. You know, there has to be a winner, has to be a loser. Right. You know, and that's where you learn because we, you know, my high school, we were always middle of the pack, you know, and then college, you know, there were times where, man, we were so close to winning conference 
And, you know, to think that, like, you never know. Never won conference? Never won conference. Playoff games? We were close. We never, like, in order to go to the playoff, you have to yeah. win our conference. Yeah, that's right. Us too. You know. We played one playoff game. Oh, we dude. lost by one point. Oh, bro. That's that, that's dude. that's very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun game, though. Oh, of course. Yep. But, yeah. do What uh, what sports radio do you like? Um, sports radio was, like, my first... Uh, like inspiration of getting into radio or podcasting. Um, Colin, Colin Cowherd is my favorite. Book. Okay, I mean the herd. This is the herd. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what about I, Wild I'll, and Sylvie? Like Wild and Sylvie? I I'll listen to any. Yeah, I mean I do like that. Like uh, I mean any type of any type of sports talk. If it's like any type of Chicago team, mostly the Bears. I'm a huge Bears fan. Yeah. Um, you were uh, just you does. were talking smack when I was uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers and how awesome he was. He was uh, honestly he, okay. I'm he, not a Packers he, he's, fan. I'm uh, not. I like I mean, the Bears. Right. Okay. He's but he's a good quarterback. How do you how do you like explain that? Okay, you're winning I can, twenty I can, four to zero, and it's like, all right, guys, come on, relax. Let me just I get my ex- quarter zone shots. I can shots. explain it, and you know, being being in a school from from Wisconsin, I I heard it all the time. My my best friend roommate out there was a Packer fan, yeah, and he'd always remind me. But uh, but no. Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback, and he adjusted well. If you noticed, what I noticed is that he would, he got the ball out a lot sooner, so the rush couldn't have be effective. That's what he does. You know, he and, gets it out fast and like mm-hmm. hard. And he and he trusts his arm, and he and as he should, because they they get the throws, and um, a couple of the Bears players uh, didn't make plays. Uh, and then yeah, or like Kyle Fuller didn't. Oh, uh, I mean know that that to, like, that being that being the one. Yeah. obviously, like I <laughs> mean, there was how to catch any balls there was, or guard anybody. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I still. Aaron Rodgers like, oh, well, Kyle I still Fuller? Have, okay, let's. I still have faith in Kyle Fuller. He's a good. I mean, you know, anytime there's been like a like I, I I'll give him that one. That one's a strike, man. You got to have that. Sorry, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's oh, fucking Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. It's Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. I mean, you know the the Jesus. the big play, the big play before um, you know, Eddie Jackson tried to make a play on the ball with Randall Cobb and he ran it 75 yards for a touchdown, I'm pretty sure, or like down. Yeah, for a touchdown that I think, you know, put him up. A lot of momentum playing in oh, Green Bay. Oh, of course, at, at Lambeau Field. That's, I mean, it's, it's too much. Too much I mean, to come that, back that from. historic rivalry, and and it's yeah, it is Aaron Rodgers. Although Khalil know? Mack earned every penny of his guaranteed yeah. contract. Yeah, you know what? And and at the end and at the end of the second half, I mean, like the dude, the dude was gassed. I mean, you can't expect him to be in football football shape, even though like a lot of guys say like, oh yeah, I'm like, you know, there's there's game shape. I mean, like when you play, like I remember playing on like a long drive. I'm like, man, you're you're sucking wind. Yep. And you know you got to guard like man the team's best receiver one on one man to man you got no help over the top so like you got to you got to press him up you yeah gotta, you got to challenge him yeah <clears throat> so you're a you're an intelligent guy you got mm-hmm. a lot of you know you think of things in really interesting ways you know and uh, we'll start wrapping this up I appreciate I really appreciate you like letting me come here again and just kind of get to know you guys and I think you know relationships brewing and. You're interesting guys, and I think more people need to learn from you. I also think strongly that when driven people all come together, like I said, we <clears throat> slingshot each other into the yeah. fucking stratosphere. Like, Absolutely, I got man. things that I want to do that I, personally, the goals that I want to attain, but at the same time, like, try to live a balanced lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I also want to, like, try to b- bring up as many people as possible, and you guys are doing a great thing, and I think we can do that together. Yeah, You know absolutely. what I mean? And, um, you know, use each other however we, you know, we 
see advantageous for everybody mm-hmm. and for you know our community right yeah out absolutely. here in the west the midwest um so thanks man this oh is, of course dude, this was a fucking fun podcast oh absolutely man and we should just, definitely do this again yeah absolutely and just and just real quick yeah. uh we got a couple events uh the viking ninja in houston october 20th and 21st. october 20th uh, 20, uh yeah and then yeah yeah <laughs> gonna uh then one of the guys i said from ucla that i had yeah we're gonna plan a uh seminar next march he's he's now the current uh UCSB Santa Barbara head strength and conditioning coach for their programs. He's going to come out here and do um, uh, a seminar on individualizing uh, exercises for athletes. Ooh, so, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in on that shit. So, I mean, like, yeah, get that out because this dude's one of the What most, day is that? Um, it's going to be probably sometime in March. You know, we haven't hammered down a day yet, but okay. I mean, he sent over, he okay. sent over his presentation and it's, and it's incredible. Okay. So, uh, I think we can get him on the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Yes. You know, I, I, I think yes. we can. I got to so. do my research. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, his name's Eric Schmidt. I would go to uh, University of California, Santa Barbara. I mean, you can go to their website, the Athletics, look at the uh, strength yeah. staff. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk. We'll talk after the show about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I want to, like, I want to get to know about that because yeah. I, I'm trying to, like, get as no, much but, knowledge as possible. Yeah, no, know. but, uh, no, thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on, man. Hell, yeah. You're the, you're the man. TJ Lawson, everybody. Follow him at TJ Lawson on Instagram, right? Coach yeah, underscore. Coach underscore. TJ <laughs> underscore Lawson. Everybody, thank you for all the love and support. I fucking love doing this. See you later. An absolute great conversation. It was a pleasure hanging out at Midwest Strength and Performance and uh, doing another podcast, this time with TJ Lawson. It was just really fun. So if you're interested in any sort of Viking Ninja certification courses, uh, October 20th and 21st, there will be the White Belt Cert in, in Houston, Houston, Texas. If you look in the show notes, there will be a link there uh, to sign up. If you're interested in working out at MSP, their link will also be in the show notes. This podcast is brought to you by Tone Up Club. Tone Up Club is a personal training studio in Park Ridge. Go to www.toneupclub.com to check the class schedule. And because you are listening to this podcast and you are in the O'Hare area, you get 25% off small group personal training at Tone Up Club. This podcast is also brought to you by Elemental Float and Cryotherapy. Go to www.elementalfloat.com to check what they got to offer and what they have going on over there. If you are in-house and you mention the Danny Cola podcast, you get $20 off your first float or cryotherapy session. Can't beat that. Got to check out floating. I think it's one of the best things that you can do for your mind and body. It's phenomenal. If you haven't tried it, go give it a shot. Park Ridge, Uptown. Please check out my Instagram at Danny Cola Fitness. A uh, bunch of free workouts, bunch of uh, good content right now. I'm currently six days into the keto 30-day challenge my wife and I are doing. It's pretty interesting. I started on Monday at 197. It is now Saturday, and I'm 191. But it's not always about body weight. It's about energy levels and sustainability. So. I plan on podcasting a little bit about the uh, keto diet. If you don't know anything about it, research it a little bit. If you look at episode 51 with Mike Sell, we talk a little bit about the keto diet, and Mike isn't that big of a proponent of it. Take a look at it or listen to it, and um, 
think for yourself. Don't let me influence you. Don't let me tell you how to live your life. So that's it, everybody. Love all of you. Peace be with you. Just feels so good